0: The Bulletin. Okay. Right, uh, The Bulletin. This is a, a, a new uh, little an entry into the show, which uh, we, we're just going to focus on. on a, a, aside from a panel, we're going to go for one, a one hit wonder. And our one hit wonder today uh, is a highly respected journalist, Andrew Gordy, who has been there, done that, got the t shirt for pretty much everything involved in New Zealand sport. Uh, and we say uh, a really good morning to uh, Gord's as we open it up today with this uh, the story um, which has broken over the last day or two that uh, this TAB Entain deal is a goer and it's a goer as soon as the first of June. Gord's, uh, what have you made of all this?
1: Morning, Smithy. Yeah, it, it's really um, it struck a nerve, hasn't it? I noticed this yesterday on my own social media, like that people did not like the idea of geo-blocking or whatever mechanism that the government is planning to use to prevent Kiwis from punting overseas. Here's the thing though, right? I've got a message for for those people. This is not your God-given right, okay? The TAB has always been a monopoly in New Zealand. The TAB was set up for the purpose of basically feeding the racing industry, supporting the racing industry. That is its purpose. Now, the racing uh, industry or the Racing Act legislation is is way out of date. It's way out of date. And all the government is really doing here is ensuring and taking the steps to make sure that that legislation remains fit for purpose in the modern age where obviously the majority of punters are operating in an online space. Now, the one thing I would say is that I absolutely hear why why the punters are are upset about this because they've had a choice and that choice is being taken away from them. Now take a step back and ask yourself why are those punters heading overseas? Well it's because frankly the offering has been much better overseas. The T A B has, you know, through a lack of a lack of resource primarily, have not been able to keep pace with the, the, the punters offering overseas with, you know, the, the the number of outlets that we we obviously talk about, you know, Bet365, sports Sportsbed, et cetera, et cetera, we could go on. But really, what this is now about, and, and I'll use some racing parlance here, don't put the the sulky before the horse, right? It is now upon the TAB and Entain to build a product, build a TAB product that is not just, you know, going to, going to, see them catch up to those organisations, but, but surpass. They need to be world-leading in this space to get those people back and essentially take customers off Ladbrokes, 365 and and Sportsbet. Because otherwise, it is impossible to justify the move to geo-block or, again, whatever mechanism the government decides to use to prevent New Zealanders from betting offshore, they have to create a world-leading product now, and now there are no excuses. Entain has, has all of the resource, they have all of the platforms, the infrastructure, to ensure that New Zealand punters have a world-class uh, resource, I suppose, to be able to, to pump with. So it, it, the ball's in their court. You
0: know, the thing that interests me is that uh, uh, it must be... Bigger than I ever thought the industry in this country, because entain's huge, and we're so small in terms of per capita. Uh, I just wondered, you know, what their level of interest in it. It can only be profit, so uh, that means big, big money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And geez, the the sort of numbers that were being bandied around yesterday. Look, <laughs> I think punters should actually should actually take a look at that and realise just how big the racing industry is in New Zealand. You know, I I saw a lot of feedback on, on even my own social media pages saying, if this is just some other thing to prop up the racing industry, then people don't care about that. Well, sorry, you people need to wake up because the racing industry is as big as some other, you know, industries in this country that employ a lot of people that, you know, put a lot of money through this country. And like it or not, you know, I know I fully accept that there's a lot of people out there who do not like the sport of racing. But the fact is that the racing industry is a massive industry, you know, and it, and it goes from breeding to racing right through, okay? There is a lot of money in that, in that industry, and that's why the government is, is heavily involved in this and taking these sorts of steps. But it also highlights to you, you yeah, you're asking yourself, like, why would a company like Entame be interested in this? Well, that's why. Because this this industry is worth a lot of money, and and so it's you know as Louis was pointing out before, this is not really about the the ten dollar each way punter. This is about something much much bigger than that. So I just think people need to sort of wake up and realise exactly what the TAB is about. It's 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 kind of not really about you. It's about it's about the you know the the thousands of people and the millions of dollars, millions if not you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that are generated by this industry, billions of dollars even. I think 1.6 billion, I think, was the number that was thrown around yesterday. So that's the sort of thing that we're talking about here. So, yeah, there's a much bigger picture at play here.
0: Part of the industry you've just been uh, uh, alluding to, of course, uh, Andrew, is the greyhound racing industry. And there was almost um, a real last chance um i guess we we spoke to Kieran McAnulty this morning basically said last chance on their absolute last warning or it's over
1: yeah and and look to be if I'm being honest with Kieran McAnulty's being being kind because, you, know, our, our, you know, one of our own reporters, Michael Morrow, has been, you know, he's really been uh, into the greyhound industry in, in recent years. And, and as he pointed out, some of the things that were said by Karen McAnalty yesterday were said by his predecessor. These warnings have been in place. The warnings are not being heeded. Well, they're not being heeded quickly enough and by, by enough people, put it that way. Um, so it feels to me as though the writing's on the wall and the the days are numbered for the greyhound industry. I'm afraid, which is sad to say, because I know that there's a lot of good people who are involved in that industry, and and, and I really genuinely do feel for them. Um, but it, it just feels as though that we're heading towards an inevitability. Um, you know, and and that shouldn't actually come as a massive shock. Like I, I'm I'm pretty sure the number of the number of countries in the world that, that even run greyhound racing, it, it's very, very small, very few. Like, we're, we're one of a handful kind of thing. So, you know, it, it feels like it's, it's just a, a flat-out inevitability.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay. And as you say, it's going to affect the, a lot of people. Um, well, in action tonight, Joseph Parker. Midweek fighting these days, Joseph. So uh, he has to do something about that.
1: Yeah, he does, Smithy. I, I was having an interesting chat about Joseph Parker with a few people yesterday. Um, and I think it's easy for people to take a, a step back and, and look at Joseph Parker and his career and wonder, what is this guy doing? You know, he's, he's clear, You know, people might say, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing what they're saying, he's not in the top five in the world. He's not going be to beat a Fury. He's not going be to beat a Wilder and a Joe Joyce, you know, these sorts of guys. So what's the point? Like, he's a has-been, he's a journeyman yeah, like, maybe he's not going to win another world title. Does that mean he should retire? Does that, does just because you're not going to be the best in the world, does that mean that you should just give up? Like, imagine if we all did that, Smitty. Like, who would actually have jobs? What industries would we have? You know, if, if you and I aren't are talking on BBC Radio 5 Live or, or ESPN Radio, does that mean we should just give it away and not bother? Like, there's still a market. There is still a, a career um, to be had. And I'm sure Joseph Parker wouldn't be stepping in the ring tonight um, to, to have his brains bashed out if he wasn't earning decent money so and and you know someone someone who who I respect in the boxing uh, sort of industry um who knows it much better than I uh who we all know Dean Lonigan, um has always said to me the thing is Gord's a boxer is only ever two wins away from realistically having a shot at a world title and he's absolutely right now you, I understand I fully understand that you've got to be fighting against and you've got to beat the right opponents uh, that's the nature of the boxing industry. And, and as, as, as quickly as you can fall in this game, you can rise. And like, boxing history is littered with those examples. Look at Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz got beaten by Joseph Parker for a world title in this, in this country. And then several years later, he, he's a guy who we thought, you know, he's overweight. He's not cut out to be a heavyweight boxer. And then he stunned Anthony Joshua in America and became the heavyweight champion of the world. It can happen as quickly as that So you only need to look at those examples To know that Joseph Parker's career isn't done Until he says so
0: This is the same Dean Lonigan, who incidentally Very wisely once said and consistently <laughs> Told me, from a, from a boxing Point of view, I believe it's Better to do the hitting than to get hit and I thought, Dean, you're a very intelligent man. When he said that to me, I've got to say, now then, Gords, yep, just to finish right. off, <laughs> just to finish off today, are Man United going to give you a final week of glory? Are they going to? They got Chelsea, and then they've got oh. what? Fulham?
1: Yeah, look, I've got to say, um, I I did a uh, I did several cartwheels. I didn't think I'd be able to do cartwheels, but I did uh, a couple of cartwheels when Liverpool drew against Aston Villa on the weekend because. I was convinced, and I think I said on this, uh, maybe even said on this program last week, that I think Manchester United will drop points and Liverpool were on such a run that I thought United are, United are going to drop the Champions League. But look, United are in a situation now where they need one point from their last two games against Chelsea and Fulham to secure Champions League football. And with, at, at that stage, right, you know, United have secured a, a, a trophy in the League Cup. It's not exactly one to celebrate, but anyway, we'll take it. Um, and Champions League football, that's a successful season for Manchester United, given where they've been. Um, And I think they've clearly shown this year there's something to build on. Then we've got an FA Cup final against Manchester City. And my goodness, Smithy, if we don't win that, we're we're the only thing really standing in the way, potentially, of of Manchester City claiming a a treble, which is, is just a nightmare scenario for me. But... It's hard to see it not happening but yeah I'm I'm certainly praying that United can pull off some kind of miracle to prevent City from climbing a treble. Um yeah that's the last thing we need I think isn't
0: it? Yeah well I'm a Spurs fan and I can't wait for the bloody season to end. I've had a guts full sorry of it. To so, that, go. Sorry to hear that
1: mate. Sorry to hear that. Sorry.
0: sorry. Yeah. yeah I can hear the I can hear the pity coming <laughs> down the phone. <coughs> Gorge, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks thanks very much as always mate. Uh, have a terrific week uh, and and thanks for your time you this too. morning. Cheers Andrew Gordy there with us folks.